Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP HE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Is back to the same spot where the Bears are going to suck all year. Like, the Bears are going to suck this year. It's over. The Justin Fields era? It's over. He's not the guy. It, it's it's bad. Nothing looks good, and every problem that I knew in the back of my head was there has jumped up. You saw week one, I was very depressed. Week two, I was angry. Now it's I'm, I'm apathy zone because they are bad. And Matt Eberflus is 100% not the coach and should be fired. He loses every game like this. Matt Eberflus has done an incredible job with his defense. The defense has been incredible. It has. The Bears are back. I'd say you guys could mathematically make the playoffs. So I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I'm totally going to get ahead of myself. The Browns are going to be a very tough game, but if the Bears can somehow win next week, it's over. It's over. Get back open. No, it's over. I'm being being honest. I'm being realistic. I don't want to play this game. This was the game they had to win. If they won this game, I would have my hopes all the way up. They did not. It makes me realize getting your hopes up, for your sports teams is the dumbest thing you could possibly do as a human being. There's no reason for it. Nothing ever good happens out of it. There's just nothing on the other side. The Bears are, are building something. I don't care what people say. I know people are going to trash me. The Bears are building something. They're all, they're basically identical to what the Lions did last year in the fact that they... <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny laugh by Hank. I'm not I, laughing at your not, statement. See, I'm, this is I'm the problem. Is the people like you, they're, you're idiots. Barstool Big Cat, host of Pardon My Take, and voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. I know we should call him Barstool Big Cap because he's flipped a little bit more than Cap has in recent days. Yeah, thank you to uh, Pardon My Take and Barstool Sports for those clips. I saw that today. Awesome. Uh, on Twitter, it was, awesome. they put that together. We had to use that as well as we brought him in. Barstool Big Cap brought to you by RJ Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give RJ a call at 312-321-1111. And also buy Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com. And a portion of the proceeds goes to Pause Chicago. Look, it's life as a fan. I mean, if you go through the grind as a fan, yes. like you like to say, Waddle, uh, a week to week is a lifetime. It's a lifetime. The NFL season is a lifetime. Yeah, so uh, that that that's fun to listen to, is it not? No, you guys are using this. Oh, here we go. Slanderous, slanderous uh, propaganda. That was made against me. So let, let's just go through Barcelona that Big real Cap quick. Big Cap joins us right now. Let's go through that real quick. True or false, the Bears stunk to start the season. True. The team was garbage. True. Justin Fields looked bad. True. Okay. True or false, the Bears have looked good the last six, seven weeks. Justin Fields has looked good. True or false? They definitely look better. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. So both true. of those things are true. And that has been my consistent message all the way through. What my guys, my own guys, sometimes it'd be the own, your own guys, did to me is they slipped in that week 15 clip where yeah. I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to get my hopes up. And the context of that is all the dummies in the room with me didn't realize that we had to beat the Browns 
to be alive for the playoffs. So it wasn't like the Bears like have, are no longer building something. It was simply in that moment the Bears needed to beat the Browns. And everything that's happened since then is exactly why we needed to beat the Browns because we would be playing for the playoffs in Week 18. So it's, that's their fault, not my fault, that they didn't understand the playoff picture. They were trying to guilt me and get me. That, was a, that clip was unfair. I have not flip-flopped in the last month and a half. I, the Bears stunk at the start of the season. I called them out for stinking. They've gotten better, and I've said they're building something. You've rehearsed that quite well. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, that was well, well, well done. Right, yeah, very well crazy. delivered. It's well, crazy well. you guys will use the propaganda <laughs> that team put yes. out against me. Yes. I, I actually, though, to be honest, it, it does bother me a little bit that, like, people, I, I don't like the camp that's like, oh, well, we never wavered on Justin Fields. That's crazy. How yeah. could you not have wavered? Of course. Like, I've been honest all the way through. I, they, there were moments at the beginning of the season where it was as dark as it could get. And to not say that is just being like you're just lying to yourself. But where now, are you now? Where feel, are you? I feel great. I feel great. How I said for the Lions of last year, I feel fantastic. I the, the Bears, the future of the Bears is in great hands with Ryan Poles, and everything is in front of us. Are I you, feel great. Are you willing to make a play on the Bears on the money line? Just like Dave made on the Michigan Wolverines. One million dollars. One million. No, 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 absolutely not. I don't have that type of uh, expendable income if they lose. And I, listen, this might be, I've talked to you guys about this. This might be a game I don't bet because it means that much to me. I want to beat the Packers so bad in week 18. I probably won't bet it. I already have enough invested. Like my happiness for the entire offseason is invested on what happens on Sunday. I feel better about this matchup with the Packers than I have in a long time. How do you feel about this matchup with the Packers? I feel great. Like, I, I think there is something to be said. And, Waddle, you can speak to it because you played, you played in your little uh, football league back in the day. Uh, there is something to be said about these Week 18 matchups. When you, have a team, yep. when you have a team that has to win versus a team that's playing loose and knows that they can be the spoiler role, all the pressure in the world is on the Packers. Yes. And the Bears can go in there, and it's not like there there's some teams that are playing Week 18 that these guys are like, hey, we're just trying to get healthy and, and get our flight to Cancun. It's, the Bears, that locker room's playing for something today. It you know? is such a great point, Big Cat, because I, I said this to Sylvie and the guys today. said, this is the feeling inside the locker room next year will be different. The feeling inside, the, not saying bad or good, whatever, it'll just be different. Because the feeling inside this locker room over the last six weeks has been us against the world. We started right. off, we were garbage. Everyone's doubted us. Look at us. We are now playing good football. We're shocking people. You know, we are, this is, we're all as one. Now, next year when they go to the gate, because of the improvement and the expectation level rising, there will be a different mentality inside that locker room. There will be expectations to win. People will view them differently. Right now, they're still relying on that us-against-the-world mentality, and it's working for them right now because they're playing good football. And and, and you're absolutely right, and this is the, the final boss level. Like It's the perfect bookend to this season. Yeah that started as badly as it could have started in September at Soldier Field, and now you get a chance to beat the Packers and keep them home as well. And, I, you know, the other thing that people have thrown at me is, like, didn't you say the same thing last year? Yes, but that was stupid, and I admit that that was stupid. <laughs> because, look, we, we got very excited this offseason, and it, it, if you look back at the mistakes we made, 
What did the Bears do last year? They didn't do anything on the field that showed any improvement. This year, they've shown the improvement on the field. They're winning football games. Like, this is not the worst team in the NFL. This is a team that if they got in the playoff, they're better than some playoff teams. They're going to be playing uh, in two weeks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm as high as it could be. And the draft goes through Ryan Poles again. And you know he's going to – like, this, this the, the Panthers trade will go down as one of the most lopsided trades in the history of the NFL. Right. It was – he fleeced them. And now he gets another chance to do it again. Someone else who's going to sell themselves on one of these quarterbacks. Like, it's, it's incredible. So Everything's in front of us. You're keeping Justin now? Are you? So you're riding with Justin next year? I am trusting Ryan Poles, and he is going to – he's probably going to sit there in Indianapolis, the Combine, and sit at one of those corner tables at St. Elmo's and just be like, come and, come and give me some offers. Give me offers for everything. Yeah. I don't care. Okay, give me an offer for Justin Fields. Give me an offer for the one pick. Yeah. Like, just give me all the offers and, and – Whatever he decides to do, I'm all in. I see that. Put us in this spot. That, you know, listen, I'm with you. I'm riding shotgun with you on that. I'm trusting my, at that point, it'll be my third year general manager. He's earned my trust, and I will believe in his evaluation. If his evaluation is one of these quarterbacks in the draft is worth taking and we're going to move forward with him. You got my support. He's the Tony Soprano of Indianapolis. Is that what you're saying? He's at the corner table just waiting for all the offers. Yes. Think about it. Like, he has – the fact that the Bears have have figured out a way to get these, you know, back-to-back seasons. Obviously, last year was because they were bad. But back-to-back seasons with the one pick and having the draft go through Ryan Poles and the Montez Sweat deal, which people laughed at nationally, and we we all were consistent. We're saying that's a great deal. Like, Ryan Poles – the Chase Claypool thing is way in the rearview mirror. He has to be judged with what he's done. The guys he brought in in free agency have been great players who produced for this defense. Like he, he needs to be judged with what he has done in the last year, and it has been nothing but home run after home run. And that's why I have full trust in him. Well, that that's the next clip for the montage yes. after he starts ripping the bears yeah. at the next bad turn. Right, this part God right here, where he's like home run after thing. home run. God, God forbid, you guys. Of course we do. You do the same thing. I we do. All I the win. dude. I ride the, the roller coaster with you. I'm I'm sitting next to you with the the GoPro. We're filming yeah. myself ride the, riding the roller coaster. Listen, I'm with the, you. That's that's the ride we're on with this team. As I said earlier in the show, I was mortified by what I saw in the second half on film from the Arizona Cardinals game. A week later, I was beyond excited about what I saw on film from for the performance against the Falcons. That's the roller coaster ride that is the NFL for a lot of these franchises. Yeah, and it's a good thing we're fans and not GMs and coaches because I would have cut the whole team after the Chiefs game <laughs> to make a point. And that would have been a mistake. Right. Yeah, just so to, like to make a point. I, right. I'm 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 happy that I'm I'm sitting on my couch on Sundays and I can overreact and and yeah. It, you know what? The, the situation stays fluid at all times. I'm fluid. Yeah, it's good. you have fluids. Um, I'm fluid. How do you fix the the referee issue? Now, I, this is something Sylvie said this years ago, and he said, and he saw the future. These guys have to be full time guys, and I was always of the 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 belief that. Is it really that hard to be good at this job if you're not practicing it? I mean, come on. Yeah, referee camp. But now they need to be watching now film. You're, now I'm. You have you have converted me completely. I think because of the gambling element that is involved as well. 
So, Big Cat, do you believe making these guys full-time employees and forcing them to practice their craft would help solve some of the issues? It might help solve a little bit of it, but it's a human job, and it's a human element, and I have no problem with it. People who complain about the refs, they have to understand something. If you took away referees, if you made it, if you made it robots or computers, men in America would have, like, nothing to talk about with each other. <laughs> nothing. This is 50% of my conversations with my friends are about refs. Bonding. So, like, you can't rob that from us. They're going to make mistakes. You never it's get out sick. of the house. Yeah, but they, yeah, I mean, I, I think they should be full-time. I think that's a no-brainer. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is, it gives us tremendous content. I feel bad for the Lions. I do, there's a part of me, and I've, I've, people have said that this is dumb to say out loud, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's a small part of me, with Dan Campbell trying to get too cute, if you're so confusing, if your play is so confusing that you explain it to them and then it still confuses them, I'm not taking blame away from the refs. But maybe, maybe a play that doesn't isn't so confusing that you have to explain it like in detail before the game and then it still messes up. No, I don't know. No, like it, maybe he should have kicked after the penalty. But no, you should know. They should know the rules. That's their job. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have no problem with going for it there because I was thinking about it. Like, we sit and we watch and we're like, this is crazy. Why would you kick it? You have to remember, Dan Campbell in that locker room, he's got that locker room, like, dialed to a perfect level of intensity in his mentality. He know Those guys know that he's going to go for it again. Like, it wasn't a surprise to the Lions that they're going for it again. So I think that, that, that it's totally fine because he knows his team. He knows what bus- buttons to push. And I'm a big believer in, like, consistency. Dan Campbell is consistently aggressive at all points in the game. And if you keep that consistency, win or lose, you can live with that. It's when the coaches go back and forth and they, you know, they, they have a mentality and then they're all of a sudden they're scared of it. Like, I, I love Dan Campbell. I, you, I think guys would love to play for him and love to root for him. Like, that's the type of coach you want. John Brand. I, here, I have a question for both of you guys. Jesse, Jesse yesterday was in for Waddle. He had no problem with either of these. So number one, that that I, I think the referee's name is Brad Allen. Is that the one who screwed things up? Yeah, the, Brad Allen. All right. So uh, the NFL yesterday, they're like, okay, yeah, he screwed up. We acknowledge that he screwed up. We're putting him on another nationally televised game. He's going to get Ravens and he's going to get Steelers and he's going to be on the ESPN game. Stick it, people. You guys don't like it. He's on nationally. Does tele- that game have playoff implications? I believe for the uh, Steelers. Think, does I think, it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the second one was, um, and just like no big deal. And I'm like, well, that, that like, well, come on. And then the second one was the Tepper, um, fine. He's like, uh, just is like, no, uh, hey, three hundred grand. That's a lot of money. And I'm like, three hundred grand is nothing to him. No. But Adams got sp- fined two hundred fifty k for giving the double bird like fifteen years ago. Yeah, this was way worse than that, which, and it's fifteen years later. What you want to do with your punishment is let it serve as a deterrent from doing it again. A three hundred thousand dollar fine to David Tepper is pocket change. That's not going to deter. So him. what's worse? Which one of those two is worse? Uh, I mean, the David Tepper was. Like, I, I think so. I, think the I, I don't. Fine. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand how. Like, I actually thought he would be suspended for a while because that makes. Like, Waddle's right. That's like ashtray money. Now he doesn't care about three hundred thousand. <laughs> he probably makes that in interest every single day. Yes. What does he care? So yeah, point. and I, I, you can't lose your cool like that if you're a billionaire. 
You can't. Or anybody. Like, How does that serve as a deterrent to act people, like an ass? It doesn't. Well, well, yeah, people no, can. Average Joes can? Oh, yeah. Average Joes can lose their cool like that, for sure. That's a totally normal. But if you're a billionaire, you can't do that. Have someone else throw it in it. <laughs> Yeah, this is my this is a guy I've hired to be an a-hole over here. This is my this is my a-hole guy. My a-hole guy. By the way, I think that sounded very bad. Mistake one in the new year right there. He's just walking around with toilet paper behind you at all times. You'd have to be able to describe that to people. This is the guy that we've paid to actually be a jerk to people. Yes, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so don't just to say, clarify. Don't say that's my jerk guy either, because yeah. that sounds even worse. <laughs> By the way, the Ravens have already clinched the number one overall seed, right? Yeah. So, Eight, like. 18-1 to one kid. I got 18. I took him 18-1 oh, right. in August. Look at you. You you know what? Yeah. You, you are. What do they say? You, you, you never be. What is it about finishing second? No, my my. Yeah, I'm sharp. I'm sharp, but I can't get him home. But I'm yeah. sharp. You are to one. Like yeah. you can get in the arena for the final, but usually you're getting dog kicked in the arena for the final. <laughs> yes. yes, it's incredible so, content. But yeah, so Brad Allen's his name. He's basically yeah. the game is, is I guess is meaningful for the Steelers. They're number nine right now. They're on the outside looking. Yes, I think that. What did you want them to to? You want him to be a part of yes, the, the worst game possible, which would be New England and the Jets. Yes. Put him on the New England yes, Jets game. Absolutely. Make him talk to Aaron Rodgers about some controversial yeah. thing yeah. that instead of McAfee, he has to talk to Brad Allen. Okay. By the way, what yeah. have you texted Aaron Rodgers about all the controversy? I haven't, but I have a take. Um, I feel like he was joking. I don't know. He's a jerk, but he was. I, the way he said it, I feel like it was a joke. I know it's not something to joke about, but I feel like everyone's taking it. Like, that's just kind of his humor. You know what I mean? So, kind of dark. This is from, yeah. uh, this is from McAfee. First of all, he, he's trolling the Bears, too. But this, this was the big controversy that everyone's up in arms about uh, on McAfee. Does that have something to do with the Epstein list that came out? <laughs> Feels like, feels like that's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out. Soon. Look, this guy's been There's waiting in his wine cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine <laughs> cellar for this thing. There's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't. Ah, happen. Please. <laughs> All right. And Kimmel uh, threatened lawsuit. Uh, Has Kimmel like been very like rough on Rogers in the past, making he, jokes about him? I guess he made a joke about him on on. I mean, that's Jimmy Kimmel's job, so right, I don't really exactly. know. Like, well, it's, it, the whole thing was weird, but I do think Rogers was joking, but that's just his humor, so he's kind of a jerk about it. I don't know. Weird story, though. Yeah, that, that's weird territory story. I don't think you want to you venture into. What did, what, what, no. did, what did you guys think of this, though? Like, back to the football stuff. Rogers plays for the Jets right now, and he's hurt, and he's taking shots at the Bears. Take a listen. One more game to go. It's uh, the Super Bowl for the Bears just about every year because they haven't have in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, birthday. Yep. Well, that's long. So, this is their Super Bowl. It's been, we've won, uh, what have we won? Matt's never lost at home, I don't think. It's like nine in a row. Uh, Zito? I, yeah, I believe so. Zito, is uh, Matt LaFleur? That was a rhetorical That was a rhetorical yeah. question. That's, that's, that's at least nine in a row. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> he knew, by the way. He had yep. that. 18, we got beat by him there when Joe Philbin was the coach. Sorry, we beat him man. earlier, so. It's definitely nine in a row. Um, 
Is it a rivalry anymore? Oh, geez. He's trolling in Big Cat. Can he say we when he's on the Jets? Yeah, I mean, he probably can because, you know, he was on the Packers so long. I don't care, though. I, it is my Super Bowl. I'm going to raise a banner if we win on, on Sunday. <laughs> of course you are. I don't care. What's the banner going to say? What kind of banner is it? We beat, we bounced the Packers from, from the playoffs, and we're building something. Okay. Watch out. Look out. Watch out in 2024. It's happening. It's happening. It's um, happening. I, no, I, listen, I'm picking the Bears to win this game. I, but I will say, though, Big Cat, I have to say, I know it hurts some people. I have admired what Jordan Love has done in his first season as He's a starter. Good. He's good. He's he good. Is. He's good. I think he's he is going to throw it to us at least once in this game, though. He's, he's breaking all these records. 17-game season. What are we talking about? Anyone can break a record now. <laughs> Do you realize, I know you realize this because I know how much it hurts you, that currently Jordan Love sits at 3,843 passing yards and 30 touchdowns. That is already better than any Bears quarterback say? in franchise what did I just history. Say? It's a 17 game season. Anyone can break these records. Yeah, I know. That was in 16 games. Yeah, that was in 16 <laughs> games. <laughs> I've been saying that all week. And Packers yeah. fans are like, oh, it's 16. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> But I'm going to stick with it. 17 yeah, game season. Anyone can break these records. We don't have a court. We, I mean, it's just another. You know, taking sandpaper and rubbing it across our face. We have never had a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns in a season. And this cat did it in his first year as a starter, following in Aaron Rodgers' footsteps. That just Jay stinks. Jay would have done it. Jay would have done it that year that he threw the interception and then broke his hand tackling someone. Was against the Chargers. <laughs> Let me see how many yards Jay had. What year was that, Big Cat? 2012? Yeah, I think wow. it was that long ago. Yeah. We are crazy. old as F. <laughs> I know. I know. So that, that year, was the, he how was many? good that year. He was. Jay Cutler, it was, no, it wasn't 20. Did you say 2012? He uh, played 15 maybe, games that season. What, was it 11? No, then 13? The year, 11 it, or 13? I, I think it was the year after they went to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. So 11 then. Check 11. 2011. It was still with, game, my, right? still with yes. Mike Martz. Don't you remember? Like they, they did a certain. Okay. He was 7 and 3 that year in yep. 10 games. He threw for yep. 2,319 yards and 13 touchdowns in 10 games. Yep. It's that would have been, 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 been 4,030. He, he was yeah. not throwing for 30 touchdowns. Wait, wait a minute. He <laughs> threw for 13 touchdowns yeah. in 10 games? Yeah. 13 touchdowns yeah, and been, seven interceptions. If he, had, if he didn't get hurt, he would have thrown for, for that, He was averaging 232 passing yards per game. So if you add six times. Yep. So he would have thrown he, for 4,000. No, nah, you wouldn't have. It would be, it would be, <laughs> it would be over 3,500. But why, why did we think he was having such a great year when because he only the, threw for 13 touchdowns in 10 cause games? Because the team was winning. Yeah, they, seven he and was three. seven and three. Yeah, the team was winning. That was the year that was really like, oh, man, if he had stayed healthy. Man, did we slurp his Kool-Aid. Then we lost, yeah, what? At that point, Big Cat, we were 7-3. and three. We lost to the Raiders, then the Chiefs, then the Broncos, then the Seahawks, the Broncos was the start of Tebow Mania. Yes, yes, yes. He beat us, I think, in overtime or like in yes, the fourth quarter drive, yep. something like that. Like it was like, wasn't it like 10-7, to seven too? Something yeah. like that. Timmy! Yeah. 
Are you sure yeah. you're left-handed? Foxy. 13 to 10 in overtime was that game. 13 to 10, yeah. It was very, very low scoring. Um, by the way, great job uh, singing the anthem at the uh, Arizona Bowl. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Do you I, guys see what's going on in my office, by the way, right now? Not yet, but before we get to that, I oh, want to, I want to, real quick, I want to say, I watched the first half of that game, and yeah. his and Dave's commentary was so <laughs> much better than the play on the field. Oh, really? It yes. was a rock yes. fight of all rock fights. It was a, it was a tough watch. Yeah. So hopefully people enjoyed watching and listening to us. Fantastic presentation. Root on our best. So what's going on in my office right now, the reason why I couldn't come in, Jersey Jerry, uh, my guy, who people know famous for many different things, maybe accident when he had an accident in his pants uh, last year. (laughs) He is doing a live stream on the golf simulator trying to hit a hole in one. He's been live for 19 hours. He's taken <laughs> he's taken 2,000 strokes, and he hasn't hit one. He's never going home. He's never going to leave. Is he wearing a golf glove on both hands? Otherwise, he's going to have blisters. He's got double golf gloves yeah. because his hands started to bleed. <laughs> 2,000 strokes. He's done 19 hours. But, I got him a masseuse. I got him an IV. I told him he can't leave. He's got like 40,000 people watching. It's insane. <laughs> It's the funniest thing I've ever well, wait, heard. Wait a minute. So is there like an end limit? I mean, he's not going to get no. a hole-in-one at this point. No. He needs to get a hole-in-one. I, I, I got him a mattress and, and a sleeping bag. So he's going to sleep in the office how if he much, has to. But How much time do you give him to sleep? As much as he needs, okay. but he can't leave. He can't, he can't leave okay. the office. Okay. Okay. This is By great. the way, what congratulations to him. He made a huge bet on the Steelers on the money line and 40. won. Was it 40? He did. Yeah, it was 20 to win 50. Yeah. Oh, 20 to win 50. Yeah. That's, That's a great. huge play by him. Uh, there yeah. was, and then and then Michigan, right? You're excited for your guy Harbaugh? I am. I think he's going to go to the Chargers, though, now. I feel like that's I, I do, too. Team. I think he is, too. Yeah. And he's going to yeah. turn that team around, and they're going to win. So fast. Yeah. So fast. Are we going to regret gonna that so in three good. years? In, in three yeah. years from now, are we going to say, you know what? You know, I know they were pointing in the right direction. You could have had Harbaugh. He would have come here. And we, and we whiffed on that because we were. What? What's the three years? I regret it right now. Yeah, right. Me too. So I would still right. do it. Of course I would. Yeah. He, he would change. He, if you're talking about, like, my optimism for the Bears, if you added Harbaugh, man, it'd be a Super Bowl. Super Bowl next year. Super Bowl yeah, next guys- year? Next year, next year. Talk to this guy right here. He does not want to talk to people interviewing him. Wait, wait, Waddle. I got a question for you, real quick, because you obviously know Coach Harbaugh. I, I threw out this hypothetical: if before the Rose Bowl, the referees had said, "Hey, we got a new rule. Both coaches can take as many snaps as they want. How many snaps did Harbaugh play? Oh, it wouldn't be zero. No, he would definitely put himself out there. <laughs> so great. Oh, I do so know great. that he loves J.J. McCarthy, though. I think he's called J.J. Oh, the best quarterback yeah. in Michigan history. Tells him he loves him. Yes, yes. He, he loves him like a son. Wait, what, what, what do you think about the Connor Stallions move, though, of, of going to the game and being in the crowd? I love it. He just makes everyone mad. He was at our... Uh, I didn't know he was there. Well, I can't, I can't confirm or deny, but there was... A guy who looked like Connor Stallions that was at our live show that we did from Ann Arbor, at Ohio State, Michigan. And I 
He might. He very well could be a future Barstool Sports employee. So oh, I'm a big Connor Steinberg. Barstool oh, yeah. in your office? Yeah, he, Dave has offered him a job, so I he would we'd give him an office, we'd black out the the doors, and just be like, <laughs> do whatever you got to do. Dave's got a little extra gambling money right now. Yeah, just Connor Stanley, just find out a way to make us better. I don't care how you do it. I love it. That's great stuff. Yeah. All right, yeah. big cat. All right, I'll be in next week. I'll okay. be in next week. We'll I'm not, well, actually, no, I can't say that because uh. Jerry might still be going for a one one. <laughs> it could be going on in a week. Listen, there are people that go through. I have never had a hole in one in my entire life. Yeah, like, I mean, no, he I, could I be in there for. What ever. about on a simulator? How long would it take you? I probably. I, I mean. You would you would get it after a few hours. Why would a simulator be easier than... Because you could go over and over and over and over. You're, you're just taking shots. I know, yeah, but he, is, he could but... be there for a year. Yeah, and if he is, it'll be great. It'll be great content. <laughs> All for the content. Yeah. See, yeah. Right. see yeah. you, buddy. Big Cat. All right, see you guys. Barstool Big Cat. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's great. That he is there trying to make a hole in one of the simulator. He's got to stay yeah. there until he makes one. Uh, Barstool Big Cat brought to you by R.J. Curcio in the Curcio Law Offices. R.J., you may get called to their to their offices. Jersey Jerry may have a lawsuit. If you need a personal injury attorney, give R.J. a call. 312-321-1111 and buy Stella Blue Coffee. All right. Um, we were just talking about the old Bears, the 2011 Bears. Um, it was before Kyle Long was a Bear. He came, uh, I think, like a year or two later when he was drafted to the Bears. But Kyle Long has a thought, along with his brother Chris, on what would happen if the Bears get rid of uh, Justin Fields. I want to play that for you coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Courtney Cronin's going to join us. Uh... Half hour from right now. Don't she forget. wrote a uh, wrote a. Do you guys talk about it yesterday? The article she wrote, or had it been out? Yeah, it was. No, out. it was out. It was yeah. fourteen pages. Yeah, it was very well thought out and very well presented. I think Jeremy Fowler was part of yes. it too. From the yes, yes. Uh, Courtney uh, will will discuss that. It was all about Justin Fields and the future, and uh, a lot of stuff about what uh, some executives think and what they could get for him and everything like that like I, I would not I would if I do move on from him if you're Ryan Poles and you move on from him like I could not imagine getting less than a high second round pick I'm with you and, and then like I would even think like if you're Atlanta and you just saw what he did to your team I would even take a like a 2025, not this year's draft, first-round pick. Like, not this year. If you want to say, look, a, a future first. Next year, you don't want to give up your picks this year. Um, but give us your first-round pick because you think you're going to be better. Give us your 2025 first-round pick. We'll wait a year. Yeah. No, I think, again, I, we've all had this thought that Justin playing well is good for everybody. It's good for the team. Um, it's good for his trade value. It's good for him. 
I'm glad to see him. I hope that he plays exceptionally well against Green Bay. Whatever the decision is by the general manager of our favorite franchise, there's no downside mm-hmm. to Justin playing well for anybody. Uh, don't forget many ways you can listen to the show. The ESPN Chicago app, you can take that wherever you go. You can listen to our Bears games, Bears and Packers on the Bears Game Day Live tab. Download that today. You can also watch us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago or YouTube live. If you've not checked out our YouTube stuff, we got uh, a great YouTube channel, YouTube live, uh, and then search ESPN Chicago. I want to play you this. Uh, Chris Long, Cow Long, the Greenlight Podcast. They talked about chemistry. They talked about locker room continuity. And uh, this is uh, what they had to say about that if the Bears do move on from Justin Fields. They should keep him. Yeah. They should keep him. I mean, there's a, the decision has been made. I mean, to me, the decision has been made for for Pulse. weeks now. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, guess, I guess this is There my, would be a mutiny there. Here, that's my thing, Kyle. Like he has, he has decided. The team has decided. That's our guy. It, e, well, Eberflus. You talk about him. A lot of times, you let the team decide at the end of the season. The team has decided by playing hard and beating teams that are in the thick of it. Like Atlanta had to win that game to go to the playoffs. Yeah, and you killed them, dude. And Justin Fields made some great plays. He missed a couple throws, but like so did every quarter. You know what Josh Allen did yesterday? <laughs> he missed fifteen throws. And so the point is, when it comes to Justin Fields. The decision has been made. The only decision you have to make is who's the offensive coordinator. Yes. And that's a huge decision. And right? who you draft. Uh, huh? Those are the decisions you have to make. Because here's what you could be looking at next year, Kyle, if you stick with Justin Fields. Marvin Harrison, the, the top tackle. You re-sign Mooney. Or Brock got, Bowers. You, I like their tackles. Braxton Jones, Darnell Wright. I don't think you change a thing. Or you could move one of them inside. Yeah. You know, like the, the point is, look at that group outside and tell me, for a team that's just beaten a number of playoff teams or teams that are in contention for the playoffs that beat the Lions, you know, a team that, that's damn good, that, be, that beat the Vikings a couple weeks ago when the Vikings were hotter, that beat the, the Falcons with, with uh, their season on the line. If this is your floor, Kyle, why would you move on? Six weeks ago, it was the safe decision. You could feel it to trade Justin Fields. It was the safe decision. Now tell me what decision feels more unsafe if you're Ryan Poles. Did I miss the part, though, when he said you would have a mutiny? No, that was in there. That was in there? I, I, look, I, I have a different perspective. I, I, I said to you guys, I said to Big Cat as well, I think that there is there's a feeling inside that locker room right now that exists now and has for the last five or six weeks of an us-against-the-world mentality because they got off to a horrible start. People were talking about everybody's getting bounced. Everybody's getting, you know, the, the, and then they started winning games. Next year, the vibe in that locker room is going to be good, but it's going to be different. It's not going to be us against the world because there's going to be expectations for this team next year, right? I mean, they're going to be, most people are going to believe that they are going to be competing for a legitimate postseason spot and may be able to make some noise because of how much improvement they've made. A, uh, being in the hunt is not good enough next year. No. Not I with mean, all the, the stuff they're going to add. No, it's, it, it, it's not. So I think, first of all, I think the mentality that exists now is a little different than the mentality that'll list, uh, that will exist in the locker room. And I'm not dismissing that there is a tremendous amount of passion for him. And I think that there is a great amount of love inside that locker room for each other because of how much improvement they've shown. 
if the next guy comes in, let's just be honest. If the next guy comes in and plays well, they're going to be fine in there, right? Like if if the next guy who if you were to draft somebody and he comes in and shows you right away that he's a good football player, that mutiny isn't going to take place. The mutiny only takes place if the if the the general manager pivots and picks a guy that doesn't work. And you know what? I was thinking the, the mutiny only really occurs if you go down the road, which some people have suggested, of drafting a quarterback with that first pick and keeping Fields. Then you have the potential because they're both of, of still in the locker sides. room. But like, yes. if, if, if Ryan Poles cuts ties in the offseason, players would be upset. But once they got back to training camp, you have to accept your professional and this is the path that your GM selected. And right? again, if the guy you pick, whoever it is, gets to training camp and plays well. Balls out, yeah. <laughs> what mutiny are you but, gonna are you gonna be part of a mutiny for a team that may be in a better place potentially for the quarterback? But the one thing I always I, I said to you guys in the pre show, just remember when the Bears traded for Jay Cutler and, and we always thought it was this was a slam dunk. He was a twenty six year old rocket arm quarterback who was coming off a forty five yards Pro Bowl season in Denver. This was a proven guy. This was not a rookie quarterback. Uh, Brian Urlacher did not like it. He liked Kyle Orton. He did not. He, he, remember, there was some bad mouthing going on before Jay walked into the locker room. The defense did not open their arms to Jay in his first year. It wasn't everyone pulling on the same end of the rope like it could have been when when Jay walked in. I that's true, but I would ask you, is it worth a mutiny for Kyle Orton? No, no, but 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 if it if it happened over Kyle Orton, it will it could certainly happen for Justin Fields in an unproven rookie. That was over a Pro Bowl quarterback versus Kyle Orton. What were the Bears? What was the Bears' situation before Jay got there? They went. Remember, I think a couple of years they were to the Super Bowl in '06, right? '07 and '08, Rex gets hurt, and then Kyle Orton's the quarterback, and they don't go to the playoffs in '07 or '08. In '09, then Jerry's like, "I got to go get a star quarterback to right. pair with this great defense." But a lot of the so, players on that team had been to a Super Bowl. Yes, nobody so, up at Hallis Hall's been to a Super Bowl. No, but but you would have thought that it was a slam dunk time to embrace a rocket arm quarterback coming off of a Pro Bowl, and yet they didn't. Which is, you know what I mean? So I, yeah, I, I'm not. I, I'm just saying to you, I think that I don't think it's it's a certainty that a mutinous situation is their destiny. I think if the kid comes in, whoever it would be, if you pivot and the kid plays well, he'll be accepted in the locker room and the mutiny will, I think, die down a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Right. The end of the it day, didn't help you that he didn't play well right away against Green Bay. I think it was his first game against Green Bay. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, I mean but, did it, but did it not help that he wasn't welcomed in right away? I, I'm not, again, I, I'm not disputing all of it. I'm just saying... It, for me, this is a profession. If the guy comes in and plays well, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's up to the, the, the general manager to make sure that the decision is the right one. And if it's a good decision and the guy comes in and he shows you flashes early, like I don't think that there's going to be a mutiny in the locker room. It comes down to how the kid plays, and that's the job of the GM to make sure he gets the right guy.
Ivan in Glenview, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ivan? Hey, guys, great show. Uh, sorry to throw a wrench in the works, but uh, we're talking about Justin's contract and the potential for two more years at a reasonable price as a positive. However, if we decide to go with Fields after the draft, we haven't drafted the quarterback, we haven't signed a free agent quarterback, Justin's the guy, Bajan's behind him, what's to say he doesn't hold out immediately after the draft for an actual contract? Justin? Yeah. We signed for two years, though. I mean, he signed for one more plus an option. He could decide not to play for that and hold out. Or am I just panicking unnecessarily? Yeah, I mean, a holdout for what reason? Why would I, I would think at that particular I mean, time? He's playing for five million next year, right, and right. you're committing to him. I, th- I think um, then you're then playing for uh, then you're, you're playing, you're playing for, the for the mega bag. contract. Yeah, you're yeah. playing for the bag like, at that point. Now that now the Bears are rolling with him, it's time to now play for like the three hundred million dollar contract. Right. No, no, I, I get that, but I'm saying what's to say that once uh, once the Bears brass puts all their eggs in Fields' basket, he's got all the leverage, and then post-draft he goes, you know what, I'm not playing for the last two years for $5 million and $20 million. I want the bag now. No, I, you don't give it to him because he still hasn't proven it. Like, yeah, like right. I still think Fields would well, be excited to spot then. The CBA, listen, though, the CBA has made it impossible, basically. You have to play your rookie contract right, Because what ends up happening is, is you never qualify for free agency. You don't get that year on your resume. So you will be perpetually a three-year player. Yeah, and when can, when can you extend a guy anyway? Can you even you, extend a guy after, a three year, after three years? You can, this offseason, you can start talking extension with him, but it won't kick in. Until after the rookie contract, yeah, I don't. I, I think you're. I think you're advancing this too far. Yeah, I think that. Look, there, there's enough on this plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, this, this, this tentacle is not one that I'm even willing to try to to think about. All right, more of your phone calls, and Courtney Cronin joins us at five. Waddle and Sylvie from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home. We're there with you, making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Courtney Cronin, 10 minutes from right now. We got Aki's A-list as well. And Black and Abdallah together again tonight. Six to eight. Where do you want to go, Waddle? What the, I don't care. You're you driving. Pick a phone. Pick a Number phone. Number four. I just randomly picked four. Rob on the south side. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Happy Rob, New Year, fellas. Happy New, happy New Year, Year to you. Listen, man, I'm going to make this kind of quick if I can. Sure. Um, I'm 62, and I'm on the ledge over here on the seventh floor, so maybe you guys can talk me <laughs> oh, off no, the get ledge. Get off the ledge. Yeah, get no off the ledge. There's no reason okay. to get on the ledge sports-related. Listen to this. If, it, if, I was the, if I was posed, I would move out of the, out of the number one pick pick, trade back, get whatever picks I could, 
get a defensive tackle from Washington, trade back again, number two, and go to the number three spot where I would draft Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Mm -hmm. Then the next thing, I I heard you say something in your soliloquy earlier, Waddle, which was great, by the way, where you said that you were were particularly, I think, happy about Justin's field play. But this – this comes that after three years yes. of us watching him that you got to this point uh, yes. where, you, where you said that yep. about him. Yep. So he's not, he's not throwing the ball consistently down the field. You, you said the last game he's starting to kind of look down the field and throw it down the field. I thought this so – uh, uh, Rob, I thought that, that his willingness to push the ball downfield and trust what he was seeing and just let it rip, I haven't yeah. seen that in, in this manner in three so, years. So listen, this is what I would do. I would, I would. His trade value is, like you said, is not going to be any higher than what it is now. I would trade Justin Fields because of that, because of his his inconsistency to throw the ball down the field. And I would draft uh, the quarterback from Washington, Michael Penix, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. Who I know, I know it might might be crazy, guys. But there's another thing that you said in your soliloquy about the NFL and how that how that pocket. Uh, you have to come back to that pocket type of uh, game, that pocket type of passer. Yep. He's already doing that, and yep. he's throwing dimes down the field. One can of the best imagine, deep ball I've seen in a long time. For, for one second, can you imagine open the day 2024, having him as our quarterback, Marvin Harrison on one side, more on the other side, and Waddle, listen, I even shake the, the cobwebs off you. You said you can get open 10 I can yards. Do it. I can do it, I'll put you Rob. in the slot. Okay. I'll put you in the slot. You're damn right. You throw it to me, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to fall down. I'm going to fall down. And I think, yeah, I think that we're kind of over overthinking this with uh, contracts and how much money Fields would get and not get and this, that, and the other. I think this guy, if he, if he goes out on Monday and shreds Michigan's uh, defense, you're going to have to kind of maybe – you know, at least put them in honorable mention. And I'll it, hang up and listen to what you guys have Rob, to say. Rob, it's so you fun. <clears throat> Thank you, you for got- the call. I, my my, uh, my chocolate chip uh, power bar didn't go down right. Oh, did it go down the wrong Yeah, uh, a little pipe? bit. A little, a little, little, little bit at the end went down the wrong side. Stall? No, I'm good. Um, listen, that's why there are so many things at our GM's disposal. And I would just say, right. look, I, I mean, you, uh, you fan however you want. I'm just telling you. In a short period of time, he's earned my trust. And if he decides this is the route I'm going to go, I'm going to trust that this is the right decision for this football team. If he decides over here, I'm going to trust that this is the right decision for his football team. Because I can't sit here and tell you, well, I need you to trade the pick and I'm going to have all these different first round and second round picks. And I trust that he's going to build my team right. And then turn around and say, but I don't have the trust in him that if he decides to use the first pick on the quarterback, that makes no sense to me. You either trust him or you don't trust him. So I'm going to trust him regardless of which decision he chooses. The one that Rob brought up is also one that is at their disposal as well. Like You could trade Justin. You could trade the first pick of the draft and get down to four, five, six, wherever it is. If maybe you feel that Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix is that guy. Now, I'm not expecting that to happen, but I have no freaking idea. Maybe that is, you know, a scenario that is on. Like, all of these scenarios are the, available Abdallah to has been pitching that scenario. I think he's been pitching the Marvin Harrison, Penix, or Bo Nix scenario. I mean, listen, it's, it's everything's on the table for them up at Hallis Hall. 
And if you don't get Marvin Harrison Jr. for whatever reason, I, like we've said in the past, a lot of good wide there receivers. is a boatload of wide receivers out there that are. Justin Jefferson was what the twenty second pick of the draft. Devontae Adams was a second round pick. Sure. Stephon Diggs was a fourth round a- pick. AJ Brown, did you mention? Yeah, I did not mention AJ Brown. Second round pick. Puka Nakua. How do you pronounce Puka it? Nakua. Nakua. Puka Nakua was a six round pick. Yeah. Like there is talent out there on the edge. Both Rams receivers. Where yes. were they? I mean, I think Cooper Cup was what a third, third round, third rounder. Yeah. All right. Uh, hold your thought. I want to get to Courtney Cronin, and if you want to weigh in, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Before we get to Courtney, too, find out the nickname that Matt Eberflus gave to Tom Waddle. You'll hear that right before we go to Courtney next.